This is the Family Money Adventure Show, the money and travel podcast helping you make money moves that feel right for your family. I am Kevin Payne. Join me every other week as we have meaningful conversations about family, money, and travel. Hey, adventurers. Today, we are continuing our Disney World series In this episode, we're going to walk through how to plan a Walt Disney World vacation for your family using points and miles. This is one of my favorite subjects to talk about, so I'm excited to share it with you today. If you've listened to our previous Disney episodes, you know that they were recorded from my hotel room at Disney's Swan Resort, and that was so much fun to do. Unfortunately, I'm not there anymore, so the rest of this series is being recorded from my home office. It's not as cool, but at least my office dog, Lola, is there to keep me company. Now, as you might expect, and if you've been to Disney before, you know, it can be expensive to take your family on a vacation to Walt Disney World. There are many expenses to worry about, from accommodations and transportation to park tickets, food, souvenirs, and other trip costs. Several years ago, I was introduced to the world of travel rewards. I learned that by getting certain credit cards, I was able to earn rewards and bonuses that I could redeem towards our family's travel expenses. In fact, our very first trip using points and miles was to Disney. We visited Disney World and Universal Studios Orlando on that trip. Now, we split up our trip with stays at two area hotels so we could cover the entire expense with points. We flew southwest using rapid rewards points, and I believe that we had earned a companion pass, too, through southwest, which helped us save even more money. We also rented a vehicle for the week, but honestly, I can't remember if we used rewards to cover the cost. Travel rewards can be overwhelming when you first start. Going into that trip, my goal was basically to earn enough rewards to cover our flights and accommodations. I knew that if I could figure out how to do that with our family of six, that it would be worth the time and effort. If I had known then what I know now, I probably would have been able to pay for our Disney Park tickets and rental car with points too. Now as we dive into travel rewards for Disney Vacation, understand that this is going to be a high-level discussion. There isn't enough time here to tackle super specific reward strategies, specific cards, or examples, especially since our audience is spread across the country and has different family makeups, needs, and travel preferences. Instead, I'm going to walk you through the basics of how travel rewards work and then some different ways that you can earn and redeem rewards to cover the various expenses associated with a Disney World vacation. We'll also look at a few popular examples of using rewards to pay for Disney World tickets and to stay on property. So let's tackle travel rewards basics. There are credit cards available that earn valuable rewards that you can redeem in several ways, including for travel. Now, these redemption options vary depending on the specific card that you get, And some of the ways that you can redeem rewards include statement credits, which will reduce your monthly bill, cash back, gift cards, merchandise, online shopping at participating retailers and merchants. 
but you can also redeem your points and miles for travel. And in many cases, that is the best way to go and to get the most value out of them. You can also redeem points and miles for travel. In some cases, you can use rewards to book flights, hotels, rental cars, and activities directly through your card issuer. Some credit cards allow you to transfer your rewards to airline and hotel partners so that you can use those points within their rewards programs. Some credit cards like Capital One Venture X and Capital One Venture Rewards allow you to pay for travel expenses using your card and then use the rewards to cover those charges. Speaking of specific credit cards, there are different types of rewards credit cards available. Now, we're not going to get into all of the different categories because honestly, I'm only interested in earning travel rewards, not cash back and other reward types. But let's go through a few of the categories that you might come across. The first is flexible travel cards. Now, these are rewards credit cards that earn flexible rewards that you can redeem in multiple ways. Examples of these cards would be the previously mentioned venture cards from Capital One. It also includes cards like Chase Sapphire Preferred, Chase Sapphire Reserve, Amex Gold, Amex Platinum, and City Premier Card. Flexible credit cards generally allow you to use rewards to book travel in several ways, including ways we mentioned earlier, directly through their travel portal, transferring your rewards to airline and hotel partners, and in some cases, covering travel purchases you made with the card. Another category to consider are co-branded rewards cards. Now, co-branded credit cards earn brand-specific rewards. Now, this category includes hotel cards, airline cards, and even retail store cards. They're co-branded because they're available through a partnership between a credit card company and a specific brand. Almost every airline and hotel has a loyalty rewards program, and many offer credit cards that earn rewards within their respective program. Examples of this would include the Marriott Bonvoy cards, IHG One rewards cards, and Southwest Airlines Rapid Rewards cards. Now, as you earn rewards with a co-branded card, you can redeem them within their loyalty program for flights, hotel stays, and other brand-specific redemptions. Some of these programs allow you to redeem rewards in other ways, but usually they offer the most value when you redeem them within their own program. So how do you earn points and miles? Well, there are several ways to earn rewards with a credit card. One of the most lucrative methods to boost your rewards balance quickly and the primary way that travel rewards experts and influencers end up with millions of points and miles is through earning welcome bonuses, also known as sign-up bonuses. And credit card companies try to entice new customers to apply for a credit card and spend money on the card by offering limited-time sign-up bonuses. These are large reward sums that you will earn when you meet a card's spending requirements within a specific offer period. Now, let's say that you are approved for card A. We're just going to make up an example here. It might come with a sign-up bonus of 80,000 miles after you spend $5,000 on your card within the first six months from opening the card account. Now, that's just a made-up example, but it gives you an idea of what's available. Now, the other primary way to earn points and miles is through your card spending. 
Many rewards credit cards offer higher bonus rewards rates for spending in certain categories like dining, groceries, or travel purchases. Other cards offer flat rate rewards, meaning that you earn the same rewards rate per dollar, whatever you spend it on. Now, you can earn a ton of points through card spending, especially if you use cards that align with your spending habits. Now, let's talk about staying on Disney property using points. Can you actually use travel rewards to cover your stay at a Disney World resort? Yes and no. Disney technically has its own rewards program and Disney credit cards, but I don't believe that you can actually redeem those rewards for resort stays. And even if you could, it's probably not the best strategy from a value perspective. There are much better credit cards out there and better ways to stay at Disney World with points. One option is travel rewards cards and cashback credit cards that allow you to redeem your points for statement credits. So you could use one of these cards to book your accommodations at a Disney resort and then redeem the points or cash back that you have amassed from welcome bonuses and card spending for a statement credit. Cards that you can do that with include Chase Sapphire Preferred, Chase Sapphire Reserve, all of the Chase Inc. business cards, Capital One Venture Rewards card, and Capital One Venture X. One of the most well-known strategies for using points at Disney resorts is to book one of the Marriott hotels on property. There are actually three Marriott hotels located on Disney property. The Swan, Dolphin, and Swan Reserve. Now, these aren't technically Disney resorts per se because they're not operated by Disney. They are owned and operated by Westin, which is part of the Marriott family. But they are considered deluxe Disney resorts and are listed on Disney World's website. All three properties are located right next to each other in the boardwalk area at Disney World. All three of them also receive additional Disney-related benefits that you might not receive at other area resorts and hotels. So how do you stay at the Swan, Dolphin, or Swan Reserve using points? Well, the primary way is to open Marriott credit cards. The hotel brand offers several co-branded credit cards that earn Marriott Bonvoy points. They're actually one of the few brands that have co-branded cards with more than one credit card company. You can actually get Marriott cards through American Express and Chase. I believe that there are currently two personal Amex Marriott cards and one business Amex card and three Chase Marriott cards. Now these cards come with annual fees ranging from zero to $650. I'm I'm not joking there. The welcome bonuses that you receive with these cards vary too. Some of these cards earn a specific number of points while others earn free nights. I currently have the Marriott Bonvoy boundless credit card. And I think the bonus right now is less than what I received when I opened it. Currently, it receives three free night awards. And each is valued up to 50,000 points after you spend $3,000 on purchases in the first three months from your account opening. Now, stays at the Disney Marriott hotels typically exceeds that 50,000 
point per night limit. But the cool thing is that Marriott lets you cover the difference with points that you've earned. The other perk that makes this strategy work really well is that for every four consecutive nights that you book at a Marriott resort using points, you get the fifth night free. Not to mention that all the other benefits that you receive as a Marriott card holder and Bonvoy member. I think currently I am a Gold Elite member, which isn't as impressive as it sounds. It's towards the bottom of their membership tier, but it was good enough during my last stay at the Swan to get a free room upgrade, premium internet, and even lake checkout. Now, there's other credit cards that earn Marriott Bonvoy points. There are other credit cards like the Chase Sapphire Preferred and Chase Sapphire Reserve that allow you to transfer your points earned in their program to Marriott Bonvoy account. But honestly, that's not always the best value for Chase Ultimate Rewards points. Hopefully, that is not too confusing. I know it's a lot of information to take in at one time. The good news is that we are actually building out our credit card content on Family Money Adventure. We want to help all of you navigate the world of travel rewards better, but for now, you can reach out with any questions you have. Now, let's talk about Disney World tickets for a second. You can pay for Disney World tickets using points. Now, buying Disney World tickets is similar to the statement credit strategy we used for hotels. You can purchase park tickets directly through Disney using select credit cards and redeem points to cover the travel purchase as a statement credit. The Chase cards I've mentioned so far are great for this. With Capital One Venture Rewards and Venture X, you can do this as well, but the process is slightly different. Unfortunately, Capital One codes Disney ticket purchases made directly through Disney as entertainment, not travel. So you can't cover your ticket purchases this way. The workaround for that is to purchase your tickets through a third-party site like Undercover Tourist. You might be leery of buying tickets through someone other than Disney, but the good news is that Undercover Tourist is actually an authorized seller of Disney World tickets and tickets for several other theme parks and other attractions. The tickets that you get from them are the exact same tickets that you would get through Disney. But sometimes these tickets are actually discounted, so you pay less than buying them through Disney. So with the Capital One Venture Cards, what you need to do is you would purchase your tickets through a third party, like Undercover Tourist, and then redeem your rewards to basically erase the purchase from your card balance. Now, if you were staying at a Disney resort and you purchased your tickets as part of your resort package, the tickets would then be coded as travel and you wouldn't have to worry about using a third party. But for standalone tickets, that's the way you have to do it if you're going to use Capital One cards. There were some credit cards that actually listed Disney World resorts and Disney tickets in their travel portals, but I haven't actually seen those in a while. Uh, so that deal might be done. Hopefully those options come back at some point to give us another way to get those tickets and book resorts. Now let's talk a little bit about flying to Disney World. I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about this and how to get flights to Disney World. There's two airports in the Orlando area, the Orlando International 
Airport, also known as MCO, and Orlando Sanford Airport. Now, most major airlines fly through MCO, while Orlando Sanford is for flights through a few select budget airlines. Most of us are going to be end up flying through MCO. Now, you can book flights using miles through airline co-branded credit cards like we talked about earlier, or flexible travel rewards credit cards. And those cards give you the option to either book directly through their travel portal or transfer your points to an airline partner. Now, the best credit card and airline for Disney World flights usually depends on where you live or what airport you are leaving from and also your airline preferences. Maybe there's a specific one that you like better than others. Now, we as a family love Southwest Airlines when we fly to Disney World. Southwest is family-friendly, it's affordable, and it offers a ton of flights from Cleveland Hopkins Airport. I believe there are currently five Southwest credit cards available between personal and business cards, and they all earn big sign-up bonuses and come with other Southwest-specific benefits. Now, if you're a fan of Southwest and you fly with the airline often, it can actually be worth it to go all in with the airline and try to earn what's called a companion pass. A Southwest companion pass allows you basically to designate one person to fly with you for free on Southwest booked flights. Well, it's not technically free. You still will end up paying $5.60 in taxes and fees for a one-way flight. Currently, you either need 100 qualifying one-way flights or 135,000 points in a calendar year to earn a companion pass. Now, companion pass lasts for the following full calendar year plus the remainder of the year in which you earned it, which is why timing is so important with the Southwest companion pass. We're going to dive into that more in a future episode. Now, the easiest way to earn the companion pass is through earning credit card sign-up bonuses. Most of us are not going to be able to meet the other requirement of 100 qualifying one-way flights. We have had the Southwest Companion Pass in the past, and we currently don't have it, but we will be getting it again here soon. Here is the real deal on Disney World and travel rewards. I personally don't think that this is talked about enough. Yes, you can use rewards to stay at a Disney resort or a deluxe Disney Marriott resort on property. But Lake Buena Vista and the greater Orlando area, for that matter, offers almost endless hotel and resort options, Airbnbs, Verbos, and other vacation rentals too. There's also Disney Good Neighbor Hotels, uh, which are select hotels near Disney World that offer additional partner benefits. You can use points to cover almost any hotel, resort, or vacation rental stay. You do not have to stay on property to use rewards. And honestly, it typically requires fewer rewards to book award stays at off-property resorts. Now, it may not be as convenient as staying at a Disney resort, and it may not have all of that Disney magic that you or your kids want. But think about how much time you're actually going to spend at the resort outside of sleeping and which amenities you want. Do that before you actually settle on a Disney resort. 
your points may actually stretch further staying off property and you may have access to better amenities that fit your needs. Now, we can't talk about credit card rewards without talking about some of the best practices for using rewards credit cards. Yes, this is the disclaimer portion of the show. We will be dedicating an entire episode to this topic soon because it is super important to understand. Too many people jump into rewards credit cards headfirst without understanding the risks and how to use them best, honestly. So here are a few of our favorite best practices to follow if you're going to get a rewards credit card. Number one, do not apply for a rewards credit card if you are struggling with debt or you have a history of overspending. Now, this one's kind of obvious. So we're going to move on to number two, which is only use credit cards for expenses that you're already paying. Now, yes, you do want to hit their spending requirements to earn the sign-up bonus, but the best thing is to figure out how to do that within your current spending budget. Now, you can put your bills on the card, whatever, take advantage of large upcoming purchases or home projects to be able to hit those spending requirements. And you do want to make sure that you can actually hit the spending requirement before you apply. It just isn't worth it to go outside of your normal spending habits and spend extra money just to earn rewards. Number three, pay the full card balance on time each month. Now, maybe you are used to carrying a balance on your credit cards, which is, you know, fine. It's not the best way to do it. But that doesn't actually work very well with rewards credit cards. You know, if you carry a balance, you will end up paying interest charges, and that basically negates the value of the rewards that you're earning. Also, a positive payment history is one of the biggest factors that affects your credit scores. So paying your bills on time will help boost your score and help you avoid costly late fees. Number four, read the fine print. Now, rewards credit cards often come with annual fees. Understand this cost and consider the card's rewards potential and the benefits that come with it to determine whether it's actually worth getting. Now, often it is worth having and paying the fee, but it's also good to do your homework up front and just make sure that you're going to get enough value out of the card. Okay, so we have discussed the basics of travel rewards and some different strategies for earning and redeeming those points and miles to save money on a Disney vacation. So now you may be asking, how do I plan my first rewards trip? Here are a few basic steps that you can take if you are planning your first trip using credit card rewards. Now this can apply to Disney World or honestly any other destination you're headed to. Number one, determine how you want to travel. This is super important. What are your family's travel preferences? You know, do you like a certain hotel chain or airline? Are you a large family like us and you need extra space? You know, what are the most important amenities or aspects of your trip that are non-negotiable? And what's the stuff that you can live without? Do you want to stay at a Disney resort or are you fine staying off property? Are you flying? Are you driving? How long is your trip? These are all things that you want to figure out. 
And as you research, you maybe you'll stray outside of your preferences if there's a deal or a sweet spot. But figuring out the basics of what you want your trip to look like will help you as you go forward and research and plan your trip. Number two, research credit cards. Basically, what you need to do is to figure out which cards allow you to earn rewards that you can use to cover the trip that you are planning. Now, look at flexible travel rewards credit cards like we talked about, as well as hotel cards and airline cards based on the trip that you want to take. Now, once that you have narrowed that down, the next step is to research those rewards. Step number three, calculate rewards. Now, once you've figured out where you might want to stay or which airline you're going to fly, start searching travel dates to try to estimate how many points or miles that you're going to need to earn. Now, usually, I mean, you want to book your trip in advance, and also credit card rewards can take a while to earn, as well as earning the welcome bonus. So you need to figure out when you're going to need those points by. Step number four is to apply for a rewards credit card. Generally, you need good to excellent credit to qualify for most rewards credit cards. There are some outliers, but generally you need at least good credit. Now, some card issuers allow you to pre-qualify or get pre-approved for card offers without a hard credit check, which basically causes a temporary drop in your credit score. Now, getting pre-approved doesn't mean that you will be approved for a card, but it gives you a good idea of how the credit card companies view you. And when you apply, they will end up doing a hard credit check. Now, these are just the basics of planning a rewards trip. Like I mentioned, we are building out our credit card content and we hope to have more tips and advice for you guys, including specific cards to get For more travel and money tips, be sure to sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. It's where you'll find our very best travel and money content and conversations. We keep it short, sweet, and to the point. It's time to take control of your money and pursue what you've always wanted. Until the next adventure.